and youth through speaking, coaching, and mentoring. He has inspired us for years. Welcome to METV Podcast with your host, Calvin T. Mann, the encourager. talking about mentoring right today is about mentoring we we are constantly uh in the battle for life every day right we're seeing it daily right we see the boys acting out right we notice the 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 mass shootings the drive-bys 35 shootings this week it's males 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 and yet and still we want to act like the way that we act like that, just suddenly something is wrong. We want to apply the medical. We want to do all these things. Y'all got all these terms, except for the fact that the most powerful thing that everyone needs is mentoring. And so we, we, we look at these things uh, from a standpoint that um, uh, when men, I just wanted it to be clear, Brother Dave, how you doing? Uh, when men, All right, my brother. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, Dave. Dave, this one is going to be um, heavy. We're going to get uh, knee deep into this mentoring. Uh, we we are proud of our efforts, our work, and mentoring. Uh, there are some very powerful people, uh, men out here mentoring. Met a brother last night. Is um, a teacher, administrative principal, doing mentoring. Right. We're going to connect. Met another brother. Um, you know, that do camps, right? Uh, we gonna connect, right? So we having this conversation uh, today, um, if you notice, Dave, uh, I'm shrinking. So I'm gonna take the time to go into my bedroom voice and and share the, I'm going to continue to shrink, Dave. I'm going to go. wear an extra large shirt again. I just want that to be known. So, <laughs> so today, again, we are talking about mentoring, right? Um, our mentoring program, uh, as a lot of people, uh, our ME Future Leaders, Encourage Me, I'm Young, Inc., ME Future Leaders Award-winning mentoring program, uh, we border on the edge of a uh, right to passage type program, but we're not there. Uh, we uh, do excellent work. We have excellent men like Dr. Dave and Victor and uh, Dewan, and uh, we've had men in the past, and you know, named Cam and the boys. So, and we're getting ready to launch our Future Leaders Elite. So today is about mentoring, right? And uh, one of the things I want to start this out with, Dave, before uh, we. Uh, get any further we have uh our own style of mentoring right we do this work 
Uh, we have our own way, our own methods. Um, we didn't um, get into a lot of the categories, but I, I really want to say this one thing, Dave. Uh, first of all, you say you're doing well, Dave, before I get involved. Everything's fine. How are you doing? Any, anything you'd like to share right now? No, just as you said, this mentoring thing is so significant with all the things that are happening in our world today. Uh, what we're doing and the many other men who are out here on the front lines, we're leaving the playground and now we're moving to the battleground to truly get out here and try to be a difference and make a difference for our boys. So I'm just so happy to be a part of a team that really is trying to be a difference that makes a difference. Dave, thank you. We, we are glad to have you. Um, we're glad to have uh, dedication and loyalty, not um, some of the things that we've experienced in the past, right? We, we're glad to uh, to to uh, shout out to the parents. We're glad to uh, shout out to Heather Miller for the boss program inside our mentoring program, where um, we do uh, biweekly sessions for the for the mom. Uh, building our sons. That's why it's called boss, right? Because 80% we discovered in research that 80% of our boys re in Michigan reside in the hands of mothers, women, right? Um, and that, of course, we can say is by design, right? Uh, we can say even through divorce, we can say through uh, the child support system, we can say a number of ways we understand that it's by design, so they can't get around it. Uh, they can't get over it, right, and they can't get under it, you know. Uh, it's just the way it is, right. And so uh, uh, shout out to my brother Larry in North Carolina. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Mothers with Sons on Tuesday, August 16th. Right? So that's going to be a, 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 a epic situation. But to get further in there, before I start this out, you know, I am always have my own definitions. Uh, of things, right? I'm very clear about and intentional about this work, and 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 I, and I got tons and tons of stories, Dave. I got I got stories where my own family asked me not to even be involved with my own family, right? I got stories where uh, you know uh, different people saw that you know their kid was getting ready to take off, and right, they impeded. They didn't want the child to love someone else, right? I've seen so many of these stories in 37 years, but I've also seen where parents opened up their doors and had great relationships with the Galluses. And every Christmas, I would go by and see their mother and the father and spend Christmas. We'd have a shot, a drink, and a conversation, and their daughter is doing very well. As a matter of fact, um, uh, her son is just got accepted uh, to play baseball at Notre Dame. So, you know, shout out to Tammy and her family, getting Tammy Gallus Water and, you know, former student athlete uh, that was there um, when I was just a pup getting started in this game, right? And so um, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of kids, Dave, when you're mentoring, and I want this to be clear to a lot of people, when you mentor, no, everybody is not going to like you. They're not. They're, some of them are just there to use you. They're not going to like you. They're not, they're not going to say thank you. They're not going to say you had anything to do with them being where they are. They're not going to give you credit. Uh, their parents are going to block you, right? They're going to deny you had anything. You're going to see all of that. That's not what mentoring and why we do mentoring. We do mentoring 
part of it because we were called to. God told us to f we must look out for the fatherless. That is our job, right? As men, we must apply ourselves. Um, as I spoke at last week, Dave, in Africa, 70% uh, of the teachers in Africa are men, right? Uh, other countries get this, right? In this country, they want to do something to men, right? They want men, you know, doing all kind of stuff to their bodies, the whole nine. You're not seeing that in these um, other countries so much, so well, right? It's, it's, these are the things that, you know, they frown upon. In other countries, you see family, right? Um, uh, the African-American in uh, the United States are the only set of culture where they put the mother over the father. You don't find that nowhere else in the world. At all. So I want you to let that sink in too. So and in that process, if you have it reversed, look at the outcomes. So we study the outcomes. We're constantly, uh, Heather and I and um, uh, Jennifer, and we're constantly doing research. We're constantly asking questions. We're constantly getting into the bed of what this is about, what is happening to boys. We're constantly doing that work. But we see that the things that's happening to boys um, is happening to men, is happening to husbands, and happening to fathers, right? The voices are literally against. So we step in mentors. Shout out to all the mentors, the Tafiri Brents, the the Keith Bennett's, the, the, the Otis Bellinger's, right? The the George Wards, the Cornell Mans, the Dwayne Stevenson's, you know, the the Kelters, the number of people, Koshahi, all of these men, right, that put in their time just to make a difference for a little bit. You see? They only do it for a little bit. Right? And it's not that they want to really it's something that they know that's in them that they want to make a difference because they know what these young males are up against, right? And so they know when a young man is not in their presence, what happens, right? Now, we want to shout out to the no good ass men that don't help, that don't mentor. We're going to shout out the horrible mentors who get high in front of the kids and sell Kool-Aid football games and walk off the field and smoke weed all around the kids. Sit your ass down. Because you are part of the problem. Right? And so that's just a whole nother dynamic. Uh, we want to shout out to the, the, the tight ass, sagging pants, don't want to teach father. Right? We got a lot of issues um, surrounding our boys. Right? Some men, as me and my brother discussed, some men treat their dogs better than their own children. And we want to let that sink in, right? But I'm going to get to this mentoring. I wanted to get that off my chest because here is how we must value Dave, L. Boog, the Miles, the, the people that do mentoring. Uh, my man Zach Hart, shout out to Zach Hart Mentoring, where he w went from one business, now he's doing business in mentoring. He wants to mentor businesses into success. Right? Uh, I like to feel that, you know, watching me he has something to do with it, you know, but I smile and watch him because I always told him he needed to be a mentor. I always said that. Right? But here's my definition, Dave. Mentoring. When a man is leading, he takes the child on tour. 
which means when a man is involved with a child, he allows the child to go places. Mentoring. A man is involved, the child is able to go places, tour, soar, see themselves in a different light. Right? Mentoring. Right? So, Dave, I say all that. I got that off my chest. And I want to get into how important was your mentor in your life? Well, I find that uh, most of the men, the shoes on that, but I have women mentors too. I think that each one of them contribute to my development, uh, my mental maturity, my spiritual maturity, my emotional maturity as my physiological body moves forward in the developmental process. So they were significant in my life because each of them showed me, or if you will, shared their experience with me, uh, either directly, indirectly, or vicariously. So I learned from them on how to assess life at a level that was higher than just, I like to say there are two types of people, well, there are many ways of looking at it, but there are two types of people. There's the surfers who deal with life on the top, and there's the people who dig deep to shoot for pearls of wisdom. Each of the mentors that I got in my life by God uh, provided me how to be a deep sea diver, to dig for the wisdom in any experience that I may have. Uh, sometimes I was just a knucklehead and just wanted to do it my way so I can get the full experience, which could be costly at times, and it had cost me in many situations. But again, that wisdom that I picked up from them, good, bad, or indifferent, allowed me to be who I am today. So mentoring is so significant. And as you gave a definition, I think often my, my view of mentors are people who help others to be a student in order that they can be a follower, in order they can prepare for leadership. And I would say that each of the mentors that I encountered at some point at some time, they developed me to move into leadership. I think this is why when I look at my military career and why people of high-ranking status and position in the government uh, sought me out to lead people to war. That says something significant. I didn't give much credence to it. I was talking to somebody the other day. And, uh, and I think it all started with the mentors that I had when I was a child and all through my walk of life. So mentoring is so significant if we really want to see our young men. In this case, we're talking about young men. And, and to, as a matter of fact, some of the more seasoned men. I don't like old. I like the word seasoned since I'm now a little more seasoned in life. <laughs> so uh, we all need a mentor sometimes because as the scripture tells us, iron sharpened iron. And we need to be able to help each other with the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and the ability of this ermine that we've gained through the course of life to help people make quality, educated decisions. And I'm not talking academia. I'm talking educated decisions that ensures that we get the best outcome possible. In other words, we increase our, pro our probability of success. Yes, and thank you. So, so Dave, like, uh, I think, you know, so mentoring season is coming up for us, um, you know, September 11th, uh, and we're in inviting any parent within earshot um, that wants their boy 8 to 14, or should I say 8 to 24, to sign up. Um, there's a, a, a fee. Uh, it comes with the uniform. Um, right, and your child and you and everyone must be involved in our mentoring program. That's just the way we run things. 
um, excited about Future Leaders Elite Day. So Future Leaders Elite will be 14th, ninth grade to 24. Um, touching that many uh, students, student athletes, and, 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 and males uh, is, is exciting to me um, because of what we're going to offer that age group. It's going to be challenging. Um, each the coming in the door, uh, there are some books that they have to complete and read. Uh, we will be challenging that. There are some financial tools, uh, them handling their own portfolio, uh, the, the community service, and they have to put on an event. So that being uh, incorporative of everyone in that age group, meaning that the young will learn from the old as we do with our peers. And the old will work through their mistakes and understanding, and some of them will shine, right? So that's the fourth. But where we get our bread and butter is that 8 to 14. Excited about that, uh, that age group. Um, again, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a precious age group. It's in prevention. Um, there are some things that has to happen. And uh, preventing these boys um, on the mental health side is really one of the main reasons why we do this. Um, getting them to see a future, uh, showing them uh, some life skills, putting them in a position, uh, being physical, being in the, the shape for their age group. Uh, I love the fact, Dave, uh, you know, we always talk about this, but I'm always talking about when we had the boys do push-ups. Um, you might have to save somebody one day. Are you strong enough? Because that person that you might have to save might be you. <coughs> Are you strong enough, physically able to pull your body up? And so one of the things that we see consistently uh, in, uh, is how the boy <coughs> it ask for permission from the mom or is constantly in contact with the mom or you know always reaching to touch the mom or uh, mama do this mama do that like you know this this your mama this nice your woman you know what i mean like mama i need you to know and i like how we take all that off the table this is on you son you know um you know i recently went to uh my man's basketball game and, you know, after the game was over, they want to talk. Nope, I pulled him aside. I said, look here, brother. This on you. This your dream. This is your dream. You responsible for it. So you have to put in the work to get it. I don't want to hear my mama this, my daddy. I don't want to hear none of that. Right? This your dream. I didn't have that opp opportunity. Dave, you and I, we grew up, we had to, we, we did our thing. You know, right. listening to some of your stories at 16 and 17 and my stories at 17, 18, 19. And, like, we did our thing uh, because we wasn't taught to hold hands. Mm -hmm. We couldn't be dependent on holding hands. Uh, and then that doesn't make for, right, that doesn't make for a quality mate. And so for us, you know, our job in ME Future Leaders, right, is to build men raise men uh, in leadership, boy, men, husband, fathers, establishing order. So the young, <coughs> man, the young man becomes a man, then he becomes a husband first. A recent statistic came out, kids 17 and under, 70% of the kids 17 and under 
are in two-parent households. So things are changing. Now what we have to do is we have to really move away, navigate ourselves away from some of these movies, this technology, um, you know, get to the nitty-gritty on, the, you know, the books, uh, making sure that you have a foundation, uh, not so much of the video gaming, right, and make sure that they have a foundation because they still process and read books and libraries are on the comeback now if you notice more and more you go into coffee shops you different places they're putting coffee and books together right they're doing these things all across the country to make sure right because they're discovering the whole generation of kids can't even write cursive right and so what we're doing uh, uh, one of the things we're going to add into the mentoring program is that young men are going to have to work on their signature Right, because you never know what you're going to be. So you need to have a professional signature that you're known for. Right, that's another thing that we're going to add along with, um, you know, our whole uh, process, getting evaluations for the whole family, so we'll know exactly how we can help going forward. That's just something that we're going to add into our mentoring program. But I got to tell you, Dave. Um, uh, being excited about our future leaders uh, and uh, possibly the location of the trip we're going to take this year um, in, in, in December, right? Making it, um, again, another eventful thing for these boys to see a different world. So, so Brother yeah. Dave, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, when I think about the program itself and the, what we do, uh, there's a transformation that happens. We see young fellows come in 8 to 14, uh, and some of the 14-year-olds basically have been in the program a moment. moment. But what I find is that uh, this transformation, they come in and they wild and willy, and they're all preoccupied with self and and again, you know, variations of parent rearing skills or parenting skills shows what how it's impacting the children. But when they come into our structure program, we notice that they start off off track. But then we notice over the course of maybe less than two weeks, we see the transformation begin. And where those kids, as you talk physiologically, uh, they couldn't do one push-up. Now they can give us potentially five to ten push-ups. This is significant because we've got adults that can't do it. Uh, we see kids now that can't follow patterns or instructions. Now they begin to follow patterns and instructions. We see kids that cannot relate to each other and work as a team. Now all of a sudden they're getting a team concept. And we see that it not only just affects them uh, relational, we see that it affects them emotional because they come in and they're, some are very shy, very preoccupied, uh, all into their emotions as the young people say that they feel in some kind of way. But then those emotions start to get regulated and begin to get balanced out. And so uh, all this is significant. And with the other programs, teaching language and teaching computer skills, now we get the brain stimulated to cause them to begin to understand the importance of why they have a brain and it's not just a hat rack. Uh, uh, and, and so, and then spiritually, you know, they now begin to pray. Some of the kids don't even know how to pray, but all of a sudden now they know how to pray and they pray in unison and they look forward. They even battle to want to just give 
a prayer or give the image a shout out. So, so we see transformation and that transformation is significant because in most of the homes that I've encountered, I can't speak all over the world, but I've fortunately been fortunate enough to travel from one end of the continent to another. And I'm seeing that with structure, and young people want structure. With structure, you begin to see the developmental process move accordingly. But without that structure, you see the outside manifestation of internal struggles. And we had one kid, uh, which one of our favorite kids said, you know, hurt people hurt people. And because they're so hurt and angry, we see all these outward behaviors that are inappropriate. But through the structure of our mentoring program, uh, we begin to see the appropriateness of what they do as they learn the skill sets we provide. So I, I think it's an amazing program. I think the kids benefit from it. And then they see those who graduate and come back and give back, you know, and, and, and they get pumped up because, oh, this, this is possible. I can do this. I can make this happen. So it's so important that we continue to do what we're doing and unite with other people, even if it's just for a moment on their, on their resources, in order to be the change that young people need today. So mentoring is so significant because otherwise uh, we're just going to see our young men. This is something else, Calvin, that was important, is that each of these roles we take on, we move from our basic stages of life, you know, adolescent, toddler, newborn, yada, yada, well, I should say the way around, and then we become the young adults and uh, the the middle-aged adults and seniors, what have you. Each stages of those lives, we have a level of responsibility in those roles we take on, such as being a father, such as being a, a, a co-worker or a worker or a business owner. All these roles require certain levels of maturity, but if they have no structure, they can't prepare for those roles. And this is something that we're doing as well in the program. We're providing the structure they need emotionally, psychologically, and physically and spiritually to be prepared for those roles that are so significant in our everyday walking life. So I, I, love, I love what you say. That segues me right into why you, the mentor, Dave, the father, is so much more important, right? When we have a, a Dave and, and a Victor and a Juan, when we have those mentors, right, and their fathers, they're getting so much more, right? They're being blessed in so much more because we know what it looks like without the fathering. We also know what it looks like without the fathering, even if the father is in the home. We know those things are impactful, to the seed, to the boy, to the girl, to the home, to the, excuse me, to the mom, right? Um, we, we know that uh, just like when we did Father's Day in the program, you know the feedback because men themselves, the fathers themselves didn't have certain things like this and was impacted on so many other levels. Right. We we take into consideration just how important uh, you are. I cannot tell you how many times that I've said um, to different people in the room, we're nothing without our mentors. We're just we're just a brand and we're just a face. Right. We're nothing without the commitment of men 
willing to give their fathering through some training over to a kid that might not ever, ever get that amount of time from a dad, even if he's in the home. The things that you guys bring to the table just by coming in and just by showing up and just by providing that consistency, you're taking away so much trauma, right? Because so many of these kids see a person and that person pop out their life, which is the main reason why our mentors, and I, I really say this all the time, Dave, about we don't allow our mentors to even, ain't no fraternizing with the parent, right? Because we know, and in, in I know from years of doing this work, I've seen how it doubly impacts when you've dipped in the cookie jar and now you're not staying to drink the milk. And so now the kid has gone through another heartbreak, right? Not once, but twice. So now you part of the heartbreak. You just showed up to, for, to have a good time, but you got to understand that these parents are vulnerable for the very tool. And so that's one of the things that I'm most proud of, Dave, uh, in my 37 years of work is never happened. And that's one of the things I'm very, very, very proud of right uh and 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 that really makes uh for for us going forward the more successful program which means five years from now if we maintain that consistency it doesn't break and it doesn't harm and it doesn't destroy another home right uh it enhances and it builds and now you're building a very fabric and a foundation of what a family can be built on and maybe it changes the environment so a person can find each other and have happiness around the child, right? So that's that's just that's that's just one thing on why I adore you all. I love you all for the commitment and showing up uh, and giving up these five hours for 14 weeks. So that's one. Um, the other thing that uh, I'm, I'm very, uh, very, very proud of is the family atmosphere that we've established. Um, when you have people like, um, 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 let's take Latrice, who comes in and helps, knowing, you know, I, you know, I done had uh, Kyrie since the bassinet. So, you know, him coming in, her coming in to volunteer, and Kyrie way ahead by participating so before you know the actual age so he's just going to be that much more of a leader when it's time for him to actually be in the program he will then set the tone coming in the door right uh, upon enough more funding we can do our boy steps program where we would then take the three to seven year old right because a boy a child is supposed to be able to read by the age of seven. Now, a child not being able to read says everything to me about the lack of parenting, right? There is just not enough parenting when a child cannot read at least by the age of five, in my opinion. Uh, why? Because that's the environment I come from. That's the environment we created. And I think that's very important. Uh, and so 
that piece right there where five contact hours, our boys are reading an hour and a half, plus coach coming in and teaching the Arabic language. So those things are all cognitive enhancing things. We're helping the brain, The our mentoring is significant and targeted for those actual things. So we're actually helping the cognitive health of the child. This is why I love what we do. It seems so simple that a mentoring program and so and so and it just exists. No, we specifically have these things in place for the cognitive health of the child being healthy. Brother Day? Yes, I, and, and, and you said some key things, you know, that <clears throat> with, <coughs> excuse me, with an investment, there's continuity. The boys get to see continuity, a consistency by men that when they make a promise, make a commitment, they follow through. Uh, and, and, and that's what we do. Unless there's a severe emergency, and even then we come in with a level of humility to even apologize if we miss a moment. This is significant because we don't see the word commitment being executed as we should. So when they see that, that's a standard. Uh, the, the second standard is that we don't do conflict of interest, as you said. We're not trying to bring into the fold, hey, we see an attractive mother, and now we want to go act like we're teenagers and make a pass. We want the mothers to have, uh, uh, have an ideal that their children in a safe place. And if we change our conduct as professionals and go back to just being, you know, people we're like on the block, just out of control, we lose that continuity of trust. And trust is everything. We're taking on their children. And their children need to know that there's a safe environment. And we try to create that by being consistent with our professionalism. And then there is the family atmosphere. At one point at one time throughout the course of the week, uh, we see now the unity of family being manifested, not just with the boys and the mentors, but the mothers and the fathers. As you talk about the fathers, I can just give a highlight. When they came in, the only thing, and it, you know, again, I'm not knocking sports, you know, but I have a different perspective on, you know, uh, sports. You know how I think about that because we don't, don't get me twisted. I am I am the athlete of athlete. I'm the doer and not just the spectator. I'm the participator. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, as soon as they came in the door, the first thing they said, well, man, how long is this going to take? And they said, well, it all was about the game. We got to go see the game. I said, well, I'm not sure I can get you out before it's time to go see the game. But after that, we got to talking and sharing, and they started sharing their experiences and recognized that their experience was valuable for the future of their children and how their past experience affected their present moment, and they didn't want their present, their children in the present moment to have the kind of future outcome that was not what they wanted for their children. So when they got to share that experience, they saw hope, and that's what this program creates. It creates hope that our boys can have a productive and successful future. So now that mentality that came in and was all about the game, now they recognize that what we provided is the rules to the game of life to help their boys to be successful. Now they weren't rushing out their door and they were ready to say, when is the next one? This is a, we're not just working with the boys, we're working with the families and we're helping the fathers in those arenas where they missed out, now we're contributing to their lives as well. So this is all a circle 
if you will. And if you look at the wedding ring, I was at a, a wedding Saturday. When you look at the wedding, there's you can't tell the beginning or the end, but you know it's significant because it's all connected. We bring about the connection. Man, you make me run up, up run up out of here, right? <laughs> that's that's everything, right? That's that's the whole point. That's why our, the mission statement is seeding in the lives through the males to restoration of families, right? Mm -hmm. you, can, you can fight for it being the other way. Uh, we're going to fight for it to be the correct way. Um, and, and, and I ain't necessarily fighting. We just going to keep uh, doing this work and, and, and making sure um, that our boys understand uh, the role of manhood, husbandhood, and fatherhood. And they're going to have those examples in front of them consistently of what quality manhood, husbandhood, and fatherhood looks like, right? We do a great job of that. Uh, there's no subjugation uh, in our mentoring program. Uh, I love the fact, uh, you know, the top rule, you can't use the N-word. We're not going to accept any of that limitative or limitative talk when it comes to our boys. We're going to expand the vocabulary, not unexpand it or make it comfortable. We want to expand your son's vocabulary, right? So, which is why when they come in, each one of these young men get a sheet on the words and the grades they're supposed to know. So let me tell you, Dave, while that is so important, and we've talked about it before, but a lot of the homes don't, the, the boy gets to make decisions that are adult-like. So what I mean by that is um, here's a decision that he gets to make. Uh, well, I don't want to do that, right? Me, the father, I know what the outcome is of you doing that work, right? But I let you make that decision. Why you don't want to do it? Where are you going? You're going to that video game. So you're making that decision solely based off the fact that you know it's going to take some effort but you got access to the video game, but I'm going to let you make this decision. This has destroyed so many males being in a position to make adult-like decisions when as a parent, our job is to navigate them, guide them to the tools that they need to somewhat function in this society in a proper manner. And what is happening, uh, and, and, and again, you can, we can give credence to a number of uh, uh, organizations uh, because it, can you imagine what the world would look like if 33,000 national organizations decided they weren't going to mentor? If we just stopped right now what it would look like? So understanding the power of being a mentor and raising more mentors to keep that connection, the cycle from breaking, and making sure that our children's children, children, mentoring is very powerful. I'm, I'm here because of my mentor. Um, you know, I would say that when I first met Heather and went into Vanguard, she was a mentor. I would say the mom that gave me the nonprofit in 2007, she was a mentor. Right, I, I could point out uh, several mentors on the path that 
guided some of my steps to why we are here today. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, on my weakest, on my weaknesses day, I would say my passion uh, has an opportunity sometime to overflow my mouth. And so my mother and father come out of me and sometimes I don't want to play fair. Sometimes I want to be e emotional and say bad things, you know, so I have to watch that because, you know, that's just something um, because of where I come from and what I've seen. Uh, man, and, and writing the book, Dave, so, and I said this, and, and then I, you can chime in, in writing the, the biography for Calvin Mann, when I decide to write this biography, um, it, would, it will say it will have three lifetimes. It will be the little chubby boy that worked at uh, the store on 8 Mile and Prairie. Uh, it'll become the, the high school, the athlete that lost all that weight, became a good athlete, but had horrible uh, experiences, but had some fantastic, I wouldn't change my high school uh, other than my sports part for nothing, right? Had amazing people. Um, and then I would say when I became a coach at 23, the youngest varsity basketball coach, I would say that was another lifetime for me working with uh, then, um, you know, the Miss Basketball and, you know, athletes like that and watching a young lady go win a ring at Purdue, not knowing that, you know, her, her, um, her coach was sick. And so he asked me to take care of his players and he trusted me with his top players and they all played summer with my team and everything. That was didn't make no sense because as soon as they went back, it was going to break up. I, I would say uh, there was a young lady that came to me. She spent the summer. I was trying to transfer her into the high school to play play for me. She ended up playing at um, um, one of those lady Catholic schools. I forget the name right now. And But she wasn't even getting any playing time. She spent the summer with me. She goes on to play at the University of Missouri. Right, After her mom spent she spent the whole summer with me. She went from no playing time to being a star. Tamika Bates, right? I would say a lot of people. Again, I'm telling you stories because these are the things. That when people come into your possession, you can never expect some people to say thank you. People move on and forget, right? And that's what my brother wrote a song called "Together We Can." And, and, and one of the most powerful lines in there is, uh, what about, uh, what about the, the, the janitor, right, that opened up the door for you to get in the gym? You know, what about the, the people, the different types of people that helped you along the way that you forgot, right? Um, that came off of me and him having an argument because he had said to me, um, in my opinion, the song came from when he said to me, I didn't do nothing for him, right? And I've heard that on several occasions where players and athletes have said specifically, you ain't do nothing for me, right? I ain't argue with him. I say, oh, yeah, okay. The only person I really went at was my own son when he said it, right? But I understood where it was coming from, right? I understand where those things come from, right? Um, People try to, you know, deny you had anything to do. I get all of that. But here's the point that I'm making with this day. Has nothing to do with me. When God delivers purpose, 
you have no choice but to do that purpose. None. You don't have no choice. You have no choice. You can look at it from a standpoint for money. You can look at purpose is not saying that. <laughs> like purpose is not saying that at all. Purpose is saying get your butt up out of bed and go do it. Get up, hey, whatever it takes. You got to go do it. Purpose is just constantly pushing you. And purpose doesn't allow for you uh, to, you know, you can wallow. You can be sad. You know, you can be mad. You can, you can be uncomfortable. Uh, you can be, you can struggle, right? You can, you can be hurt. Uh, but next day, just know purpose is right there, right next to your bed, waiting on your feet to put them in them shoes to keep going. And that is what our mentoring program is all about. It is all about the purpose for which God gave this vision to manifest so we can continue to help these boys. Yeah, I think uh, what you said is so significant. You know, uh, you were talking about uh, you know, not being recognized and, and everybody needs to be thanked some point. It shows value that a person has made a contribution. I, on one of my other prayer calls, the person said that I don't like to be used. I said, well, if you're not being used, you're useless. Uh, you're just not here to be misused, you see. Right. And, and that's significant. Yeah, you know, we all said, I ain't going to be used. That's what you're here for. Jesus said in Mark 10, 35, 45, he said that he didn't come here to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom. We all are sacrificing our lives. These 33,000 mentor programs are people giving their lives up as a ransom, a sacrifice to be a difference that makes a difference in many people's lives. And as you said, if we take that away for the people to say, well, I'm here to be not here to be used. I mean, I'm not going to be used. Then at that point, all these folks would be walking around uselessly, aimlessly running around like wanting generalities. But we have to be people who are meaningful Pacifics. We have a purpose, and that purpose is driven by God. And we all have been signed something. Now, again, I remember somebody said, well, you know, I don't believe in the Bible. I said, I'm cool with it. You know, you got a right to believe what you want to believe. You got free will. But I always say, even if the Bible was written by man, at the end of the day, you say, I didn't know this person, that person. I always say one thing about the Bible. If you don't want to believe the spiritual side, it got good working principles to help you at least sustain a good work, a good level of, of maturity. And, and and to enjoy life at its fullest capacity. So my point is, is that we all are here to serve and to do something that's going to be a difference and make a difference in people's lives. And if we recognize that we get up every morning and we recognize that we're here to make a difference in someone's life in a positive way, we can see a lot of this chaos go away. But in most cases, because people are so self-consumed, self-preoccupied, uh, they lose sight that this is about selfishness, this is about selflessness. And that's one of our army values. We have seven of them. And the one I always ran with was selfless service. And that's what you do. When you started this program, Calvin, and, 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 and all the other people who are out here doing this, they're exercising selfless service. Now, some people got some hidden agendas, and that'll come out too. But at the end of the day, if you truly are driven by the right heart motive, you can change people's lives because your contribution and somebody else's contribution is all about building for a whole. And we want to be a complete in our life. So when we're done with it, we can hear those faithful words and say, well done, my good and faithful servant.
And this is about servitude. You know, I used to tell people when I had an outside business out of the army, you know, everybody says it's about making that money. I say, you know, when you got a good service or a good product, you know what? The money comes. It's like wet with water. You can't separate the two. You don't have to worry about the money. You see, you don't have to worry about if the, if the water is going to be wet because this guarantee is going to be wet. So we have to do our part to give uh, our best service, our best selves to each other. And once we can do that, then we can see the changes. And what we're doing with the program is that we're helping the young people. I was thinking about Kyrie. Uh, what a fascinating young fella. What a fascinating young fella. We, we didn't mention his age, but he's, he was five, I believe, uh, when I met him. And here's this young fella like a diehard. You would think he's 25. And see, you said you, you knew him right out of the cradle. So you already prepped him. And just that right there. Here's a little boy that's disciplined, that's focused, and trying to engage. He's not trying to be an adult. He's trying to take that knowledge you passed on to him and share it with the guys who are the big boys. Sometimes we have to turn the big boys, if you will, to him to say, look at him. Look what he's doing. If you catch it early, you can prepare. That's why the Bible tells us, train a child the way it should go, that when he gets older, it will not depart. We're planting a seed that will never leave. So I think that what we're doing is really making changes. And we're, yes, we're part of a whole, but our slice in the pie makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we see it. You know me and uh, I was talking about him today, you know, with Kamari being All-America. He's like, man, you just, you're right. You can see in our boys. I say, yeah, just that time. See, you got to understand that when you put in the time, put some principles in place, put some, right, some standards, you set the tone, right, they can be anything. That's what's wrong. Uh, when I was talking to the people from PAL, I was just saying, uh, character is not being taught. You, you have characters as clowns. Character is not being taught. We have to teach. We have to be responsible for the example we put in front of these young people, right? We... They're only doing what they see us do, right? And that, that's just a tough, tough thing. So, um, uh, you know, the, the, the awesome part, uh, Dave, about uh, the next awesome part about, you know, the whole Emmy Future Leaders and thing is more and more people are starting to recognize, but here's the, here's the, here's the drumbeat, that mobile mentoring bus. When we pull up on these boys, Dave, we're going to get on that RV. We're going to have companies sponsoring the shirts. And we're going to pull into these communities and pull the boys. We're going to let everybody see these boys get love from everywhere. This for y'all. I was in the store talking to a friend, and she was like, Cam. I was like, oh, you ain't, you ain't, she's like, I ain't been on Facebook in a second. I got your text message, but I ain't look. I said, here it is. She said, what's that? I said, it's an RE, it's for them. It's about six boys in the store. I said, it's for, it's for them. And she was like, for who? I said, for them. And the young fella, he was, he was doing the garbage behind. I said, it's for you. He said, that's for us? I said, yeah, I'm, you, when you see this, this is specifically for you. This is for the boys. The smash suicide. Dave, tell the people where they can meet you at. 
And they can reach me at FMAM David Patterson at Facebook. And they can reach me at DROM7 at Yahoo.com. And uh, again, uh, my number is uh, 608-343-0875. So reach out. So, yeah, Dave, I know we're going we gonna to start putting together that page for uh, FMAM on Good Fathers Only. And so I wanted to close this thing out and, and, and understand that for every everything you hear from METV, for those of you, when you catch up, you're going you gonna to catch up. Everybody going to be jumping on. They're going to be reading. They're going to be finding out of all about METV, Dave, and, and you're going to catch up. So for those of you to catch up, I want you to listen to the words, right? Find this song. Put your family first, right? Calvin T. Man, find that song, right? Because there are powerful words in there. But the other thing that I want you to take away, you better get your son a mentor. As I said in the beginning, when a man is leading a child, they go places. Some about a man. God said it's some about a man with a plan. You will understand, and your life will be grand. My name is Calvin T. Mann, president and founder of Encourage Me, I'm Young. In the building with Boog and Dave, God bless you and encourage me. I'm young. We coming, y'all. We coming for them babies. <laughs>